0: All right, all right, you little scamp. How are you getting on, you Alfie? You well? Uh, how's things? Huh? Oh, I'm so glad to see you. I'm so glad we're spending time with you here. Uh, I'm just kind of, am ah, no big deal. I'm kind of in love with you, but it's fine. Um, no, I happen to be friends with you, but I'm in love with you, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of in love with her, but it's fine. That's, I need to write that in some. Ah, we're best mates. I'm in love with her, but it's fine. Just someone who's like, you know, just has it out there just completely out there ah I'm gonna love with her she's not love me it's fine I'm just happy to be around around her friends with her and stuff like that ah look look would I rather not be friends with her at all no so of course I'd rather be friends with her and not, you know even though she's not in love with me you know Anyway, (laughs) I'm in love with you. Although I can't see you. I can't see you very well because I'm a sound file. All I can see is your lovely ears. Mm, Let me get in there. (laughs) Let me get right up in there. No, ear holes. We're we're having (laughs) aural. Here, download my aural sex ASMR. Should I? No, that's a bad idea. I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) You can't bloody make me, right? Maybe. Maybe I can do a little um, only WAVs, right? Only WAVs, where it's um, sexy, you know. Take off your, take off your trousers. <laughs> I'll do like download the French one. Take off your trousers and rub your leg. <laughs> Any accent you want. If you want to commission it, you know what? Like you know. I I never say I never say no to a job. At first, I say yes to everything and then I go away and I'm like I'm not fucking doing that and then I text them as a coward. I'm like I'm not doing that. So you know like I'll never say no. Um but I might say yes and then seconds later like i feel bad for my agents sometimes they say do you want to do this thing And they say, yeah it sounds great brilliant yeah perfect That sounds ideal and then literally before i've even hung up they've got a text from me saying yeah i'm not, I'm not doing that <laughs> i'm not doing that yeah i'm not doing that i've had to think about it <laughs> since we last spoke it's just listen i the number one thing is that you love me okay of everything and then we can work out the details about whether i'm doing the job or not okay stranger complete stranger who's hit me up and asked me to do something i do you love me good now i need to be honest with you when i said yes <laughs> to that thing no i actually meant no i actually meant not in a million years but are we we're still cool right i'm getting better um so yeah if you want to hit me up and say hey look will you do um some aural sex um, WAVs, on on your only WAVs page um, I might say yes you know. Take off your jeans, man Your shoes have been sore from a hard day Walking around, take them off <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what this has become Anyway, look, how are you? How are you having a good time? <laughs> so far on this pod? Did you have a good time at all your festivals? Yeah? No one told me the Guns N' Roses were playing not that I could have gone, and also it was on a bit late. It was a bit loud. Now, youngfellow was hearing it in the bass all the way from Marley, so wasn't too. I feel like I'm on the other side of things now. You know, before I remember, I don't know if you're, you're at a gig as a kid, and they're like, "Oh, look! Apparently the guard is saying we gotta finish this up at half ten. But you know what I say? <laughs> you know. And now I'm like, God, no, you got to wrap it up. I have ten. There's kids. there. There's kids. The residents' Association. Guys, the Resident Association won't be happy, you know. People actually have to live around here. That's actually very loud. And when I was hearing it, I was like, that's so... From my gaff, which is far, quite far away from Marley Park, I was thinking, that's very loud. The poor little kids, probably having their ears bloody blasted off by young Axl Rose. Saw so saw Guns N' Roses at a, <laughs> a Hyde Park. And it was within... I think there would have been a terrorist attack. Um, terrorist, well, yeah, terrorist, but like you know, not like a a bit of one of the shit ones, you know, like a car one, you know, like shit, as in like you know, they're, they're they did a bad job, you know, they did a bad job. Not to say that there's a great no, like i you know what I mean. I'm not saying there's good ones, and well, I have, I have, I have said the fact that I said it was a bad one, um, a mild. A mild people still died. I shouldn't have to fucking anyway. Look, there was a terrorist, an awful thing happened. There was a terrorist attack. Um, I think a young fellow went into a bar and started stabbing people. And, um, Axl Rose came out on stage dressed in a full Union Jack suit with a top hat, you know. Well, he had his little waistcoat, so he had his, you know, a midriff, a little Union Jack waistcoat and a top hat. And he says, uh, this is this song is for um, <laughs> this song is for the the victims of the of the awful attack, you know, in in London, and then he starts singing "My Michelle" like down 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 da-do-do-do. Your daddy works in boy, no, now that Mama's not around. I'm like this is crazy. <laughs> this is a crazy tribute. This is a crazy tribute, you know. <laughs> um what a banger my Michelle is. Best gig ever, best gig ever saw. But now I'm older. And my young brother was trying to get to sleep. Um didn't seem to face him whatsoever. But um I was like a, an eagle eyed an eagle eyed hawk. Uh looking at the little monitor and he's like he's still awake. It's a fucking Axel Rose. Goddamn Axel Rose, will not shut up. Anyway, um, I tell you, it was I. The, all these, all your bloody festivals that you were at were hitting me. Were hitting me, fucking hard, hitting me right in the ghoulies uh, this week because I was in hospital. I was, if you must know, if you must know, I'm totally, I'm fine. I'm not totally fine. I'm fine. I have an infection. <laughs> Where do you have the infection, Tony? These nuts. Uh, I do have my left note. You can call me Christy Brown because my left nut uh something was up something was up with it. And it got inflamed. It became inflamed and swollen. Like um like a kind of a blue ball sensation. And um I went into the clinic. Uh, I went to the doctor, guess what he told me? Guess what he told me? This I'm going in with a blue ball. He said, he says, Girl, you better try and have fun no matter what you do, because he's a fool. And he says what? I said. <laughs> no. I went to the doctor and guess what he told me. Guess what he told me. He says, you look like you have epidetomitis, which is a fucking something going on in a tube in my bollock. Um, I'm not joking. I was in hospital for four days. No, five days. Um, with with a big, <laughs> juicy, succulent peach of a gonad. Um and look, I I don't like and like I don't I'm a comedian. This is that telling that, that got to tell you the fucking pressure, right? I'm a comedian who's big bo- who had a, who had a big bollock. I went to hospital with a big bollock, right? I can't tell you the pressure of people expect me to say something funny <laughs> about that. And I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it funny. Um because I was I was in hospital. I I, I you know, and everyone's there with their COVID and everything. I'll tell you all about it. We'll get, that's what this episode's going to be. I'll give you a little update about what life was like in um, in the wards of uh, St. James's Hospital. And just uh, and just the ignorance of this impeccabl- normally impeccably helved young man. Uh, and how I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. The <laughs> time, no idea who anyone was. I didn't know who anyone was. I didn't know what was going on. I was... I was annoying everyone in there with all the questions, but look, I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm back home now, and I'm going to tell you all about it uh, after this word from our sponsor, the Dubliner Irish whiskey. Joe, I love, I love about you, Dubliners, mate. It's your whiskey, bro. Yeah, yeah, me. Um, I don't know the Dubliner Irish whiskey, the long-standing um, uh, uh, sp- uh, sponsor of this podcast. Uh, I really couldn't do it without them. I really do appreciate it. They make a tasty ass whiskey. They're just out of the heart of the Liberties. And how you have all these other whiskey distilleries, right? They're all making things. Hey, do you want it to taste like dirt? Why would I want it to taste like dirt? That's what it has on the menus in some of these real posh places, right? Do you want it to taste like it's burning? No, I actually want to drink it and not wince, right? I want it to be tasty right? Well, guess what? The Dubliner has you covered. They got tasty-ass whiskey, and you know what I love about them? They have a tasty whiskey, and then they mess with it. They're kind of alchemists. They put it in different barrels to make it taste like different things, like the bourbon uh, barrel of the of the Dubliner Green Label. That's like Irish whiskey, but it's got a hint of sweetness because it's aged in a bourbon cask. They also put it in other like, beer casks, like stout casks, and have a nice tasty smoked stout. They even mess with it to make it taste like a cocktail, a pre-infused cocktail, and they even have a Dubliner Old Fashioned, which is one of my favourites. Um, not that I can drink any of them now because I'm on my antibiotics, but as soon as I get back, you better believe I'm going to have a big frosty glass with a load of ice in it and a load of sparkling water and some uh, Dubliner Old Fashioned. That's been my that's been my favourite summer tipple. And if you would like to grab yourself some summer whiskey, you can do so over at uh, thedld.com or at Dubliner Whiskey. Whiskey. And she whiskey love. Uh, thank you very much, Dubliner. Now, onto the podcast. I'll tell you all about my time in the hospital uh, on today's Tony Cantwell Shit Show. Tony we'll Shit Show. That just scandalous. And you know the m- of And you get that thing like do ass So devilish that was Cisco there with Thong Song. Look, how you doing? Um So look, I was um Look, I had a big ball, okay? I had a big ball. Alright, I got a big nut. Well you never seen a guy with a big nut before? Huh? it's getting smaller. It's huge. It's big it's big. It's big. It looks like I have It looks like my scrotum now has a ball, you know, beside it. Do you know what I mean? But that is the original ball. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, Look, maybe you're lucky enough to have never seen a scrotum before. Um, But if you haven't, like a gay woman, Um, you know, maybe you're lucky enough. But um, it looks like the, the one, the left ball, my left, no. Christy Brown is the size of what my scrotum used to ceased to be, um, and you know, look, it, well, how we all have a good laugh about it. I'll tell you what happened, and also I will tell you this as well. Now that I have had epididymitis, I am now pivoting away from comedy and going into the far more lucrative field of um, of health influencing. So um, far more lucrative. Um, so now I'm going to so now I'm going to be only exclusively speaking about Epididymitis, OK, so I know I've got gigs coming up, you know, other side festival, you know, uh, Ivy Gardens coming up. <laughs> Sorry, bro. These are now my speaking arrangements as an Epidermitis, um um uh, activist. Uh, activist. What's it called? You can raise awareness or something. I'll find out. It's my new calling. I'll find out what it is. But, you know, I'll be on, you know, Ireland AM or 6 o'clock show being like, look, enough is enough. That's my tagline. Enough is enough. Right? You need to be, talk to your sons. Talk to your friends on WhatsApp. And ask them if they've got enough here than you or not. Okay? We need to be talking about this. We have to be talking about me. We need to be talking about me. Okay? You've got boys out there. And they don't know if their fucking nut is the normal size of the other nut, okay? They have to be talking about me. Get on WhatsApp. Call a lad you haven't seen in a while. Check if they're talking about me. Okay, okay, good. I'm glad we're talking about me. No, um. So I was went last week. I went into after a jog, actually, after a jog. You know friend of mine was telling me that they got so they had a similar thing wasn't as bad as mine and I was after cycling so sorry exercise you had your shot and you blew it <laughs> right? i think i shouldn't have gone for that jog i think going for that jog was like amy winehouse giving up booze do you know what i mean your body body didn't agree with it body didn't agree with it um i went for a jog um and was getting all kudos on my strava app i was feeling like a million bucks um and then uh i had a sore sore thing and i went to the clinic and they knew what it was straight away and um they're all very nice you know they're all very like oh look listen would you would you mind if we had a look at it you know would you mind if you pulled your, and i'm like boom, boom, straight down hey look at it, look at that what do you think of that this is the only time i've been able to jock myself um without getting in trouble of course <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna jock myself not that i'm an exhibition i'm not you know but it's seldom you can jock yourself without getting in trouble you know like stop it stop it what are you doing stop it uh i didn't get any of that kind of reception because they wanted to have a look and um your man knew what it was now the, the weird thing about epididymitis is that they think that uh, it's it's not rare um for someone my age but it would be Rare, so um, pretty much in a hundred percent cases, if you have epididymitis, it's because you've had an affair <laughs> or you've had an you caught an STI. You've caught an STI, which didn't you know? It didn't seem very feasible for me, you know. Um, I was kind of like, uh, no man, like no, I don't, I don't think so, you know. I, I'm married, and he's kind of looking at me like, okay, shit, fuck, shit, man, I'm gonna have to. He's one of these, one of these liars. <laughs> I'm gonna have to break down one of these liars. I'm um, like I'm married, uh, been with the same woman for ten years, you know, and like, and you know, we got a clean body of health, you know, uh, we've had a, you know, screening a few years back, you know, and I haven't been with anyone else since, you know, and and he closed the curtain, he was like, look, man, look, 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 I'm a man, you're a man, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what that means, like what we love having affairs, we're just blokes, so look, we have a, f- hey, look, I'm a man, I have an affair, you're a man, you have an affair me you had an affair <laughs> i didn't have an affair i didn't have an affair so he didn't seem very happy with the jogging story and he wrote something down presumably a liar um the patient suffers from lying <laughs> being a liar um i'm not a liar i didn't have an affair <laughs> um and we have a clean bill of health the two of us we got like screened you know years back uh, when we were living in London I think just like for the day for a laugh went into Homerton Hospital for like a sex screen. you know you cheap dates you know um, cheap free dates idea and um, and so yeah so then he sent me home with these antibiotics and uh, he said look if it gets worse within 24 48 hours just you know go go into A&E and here's the, here's the little thing to have pinned to your chest to show them you know um all the stuff that we've talked about so i went home and i immediately felt so much worse i felt like so much worse I felt like so much worse and and the ball um was getting bigger was getting larger you know um and i was a cl- definitely had a fever and i had it and i and i lay in bed for like a 24 hours when i definitely should have gone to hospital but i was like no do you know i'm gonna see this thing out you know like some bad fucking TV show. Like The Walking Dead Season 9. Nah, do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to stick this one out, I think. And um, and then eventually just got up in the morning and uh, Terry dropped me to the hospital. And I tell you, I didn't plan. I don't know At about the hospital, right? I didn't know and about the hospital, right? Like I didn't think like what is it? what are the differences between the hospitals? What's close if people have to visit me? Uh, is there a urologist there? A urologist. Um, you know, for, for my particular need, you know, should I know that if there's, are are there some hospitals where they do blood work there or they always have to send it off? Does that mean that if I go to a hospital that they do that stuff there, that it happens quicker? I know nothing about, I know nothing about hospitals. I don't know anything, you know, do, does my health insurance give me a benefit in this hospital? I didn't look at any of that. I went full. What is my mate? What do my mates do? What's trendy? And thought, who do I know went to hospital? Uh, Jago went to hospital for his lung thing. Remember from Sexy Beast? I'll go to St James's Hospital. So I went to St James's Hospital. I don't even know if that was a good or a bad decision because I didn't go to any other hospital. <laughs> any other hospital, although there were private hospitals that I could have went to. But again, who knows if that would have been better? So I went in, and um, I had to pay a hundred quid to get in, which is such a like. I don't want to be <laughs> you know, like. I don't want to be here, and you're paying have to pay. It's like when you're like going out, you know, it's like the end of a night and you're like, oh, you know, you're not even that drunk. It's just not really been that buzzy of a night. But your mate's been like, oh, come on, we go to this place. Really, really good bar, really good club. And then you get to the door and like no one knows, but you have to pay in. It's like 15 quid and you're like, whoa, I don't even want to be here, man. You know, and the bouncer's giving you all like, are all right, here? Where have you been earlier? Like, look, for one, I don't want to fucking be here. My mate's brought me here. Right. I don't want to fucking pay in here. And the last thing I want is a bit of lip out of you, you clown. I don't want to go home. I I keep going to clubs when I just want to sit in pubs and talk to my friends, but I'm too shy to say it. (laughs) So that was the kind of buzz on the way in. Right. And I was in big pain. I was in pain. Right. Um. I forgot my headphones as well. Like I, I was not prepared. Like I didn't have a change of clothes. I didn't bring anything. I didn't act. I, I didn't think in any way I was going to be here. I thought they were going to look at it, but like, oh no, here's the right meds, and then send me home. So I'm sitting there and I'm waiting, I'm waiting to be called. And I was looking at my phone, and someone's like um, tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, sorry, can I ask are you, t- are you Tony Canwell? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you got, how you doing, man? That's crack." And he's like, "Oh man, yeah, no, it is you, y'all. Is there any chance like, I could get a photo, and I was like, "It's such pain." <laughs> I was in like such pain. I was like, Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, I saw you at the harbor bar. You're really good. And I thought like, oh, thanks very much. And oh, what's my do you know my favorite video of yours is? Oh, what's what's you know, you know that video where you're kind of like uh, you know, you're outside um, you know, the mermaid, and I'm like, Oh, thanks, man. Um, and he was very brief, to be fair. He was brief, but um and I put on a very brave face. Frank, it was nice to meet you. Sorry, I was a heap of shite <laughs> in A uh, and E when we met. Um but anyway, I went through then and I was through to another uh, uncomfortable seat uh, to sit there for a while. And then it was just a case of meeting people, going into rooms, uh, jocking myself, not getting in any trouble for, you know. But when I was jocking myself to a couple of, um, you know, some of the doctors there, they would, some of them were like, they'd look at the size of my my bollock and they were like, oh, nasty. And I'm like, all right, well, fucking, let's have a look at yours then. All right, let's actually have a look at yours that apparently have quote unquote nothing wrong with and will tell I'll give you my uh my uh, one word opinion of it. You know? I mean I wouldn't have minded, I wouldn't have minded. It was not gonna happen. But you know what, I think for the bedside manner, if they had a look at a if they had a look at if if anyone had had the gumption to try and make me feel better, right? Had a look at it like, oh, the ball's a bit nasty, great looking cock, though. <laughs> like no one no one complimented on my you know fucking good looking fucking dick on that guy though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no one had the fucking conversation, even if you didn't mean it. You know, I mean, I know they were all thinking it, but even if they didn't mean it, a like, good looking fucking hog on them, though. You know, it's a real shame about that left nut, the old Christy Brown, we're calling it over here. Um, but, um, serious hog on you, you know, that's a serious pig. <laughs> that's a, that's a babe pig in the city caliber hog. <laughs> but they didn't, and that's more fool them. And then, um, I was brought in for an ultrasound, um, which was, like, is like the same thing they do with, like, a pregnant belly they did on a bollock, you know? Um, and then, weirdly enough, they sent me back to the waiting room, and then they were like, all right, we need you to do another ultrasound. I'm like, I literally just did an ultrasound. And they're like, oh, um, oh let me check. And they're like, oh, maybe they just want to have a look again? <laughs> and I'm like, do you have lads behind that fucking curtain snickering? Yeah, could you send them in again, please? <laughs> <laughs> There's one fucking Christy Brown on that cult. <laughs> uh, my left knot. Anyway, um, so after a bit of faffing, they brought me up to the ward in a wheelchair, which was fun. Um, and then they uh, yeah, I gave, they gave me a bed, which was nice. I got to rest out, rest my bollock, which was nice. Terry came to visit me. I got to feel like a baby, which was nice. Sometimes it's nice to feel like a baby with your wife. And uh, she was rubbing my head, brought me my switch, um, Loads of snacks. Nurses were asking for one cup of tea. And I'm like, yeah, cup of tea for the baby here. Absolutely. Babies love tea. Can I check her bloods? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a baby. So of course you can. So so there was a bit of a novelty to feeling like a baby um, within the first night. But then the next morning, the chat just, yeah. I just don't I just didn't know who anyone was, right? I didn't know the difference between the doctors, the nurses, the intern nurses. The lad who was, I was like, someone was sweeping. I'm like, sorry, can I get more painkillers? And he was like, I may, look at the fucking brush in my hand. Like, what about this situation makes you think I'm a doctor? Like, you know, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what a doctor does. I just want to get 600 points and I leave and that's all I know. Um. So it was all very confusing. But anyway, then I got to meet um, my other inmates. And I tell you what, it was I was in there with five other Lads, right? And let me tell you about the over 80s that I didn't realize. None of them have headphones, right? They all have the latest smartphone with no headphones, or it's just a conscious choice. They are not using the headphone. And there was a lad across from me, and I didn't realize, it, it's by the sounds of things, it seems like everyone, they all have TikTok now, right? Or TikTok videos have just migrated over to Facebook video, right? Because this lad, this lad, he couldn't stop watching these fucking, like, sh- I don't know if you've seen them on TikTok. They're like short movie plots. They kind of tell the story of a movie really you know really quickly but like with fucking broken robot english you know like, like there was a man he was a lawyer he would always tell a lie to win the case his son made a wish that he could never lie for 24 hours <laughs> and i'm like Liar, lar lar it was really annoying but I, I ended up making a game into it you know there was a man he saw a woman who was uh, drowning in the river he saw the mask and he felt the mask the mask you got it, Tom, you got to make these harder, bro. You got to make these harder. And then it's like, there was an opera scene. There is a terrorist attack in an opera in the Ukraine. And there is a man re- shooting bullets in backwards time. And I'm like, I actually haven't seen Tenet. Tom, Tom, bro, I haven't seen Tenet. Will you turn that off? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one, bro. Um, You know, but what a movie, you know. There was a man. He was a mobster. He had a son who was going legitimate, and then he got shot. And then he became the, the boss of the mob family, you know. um, It was really annoying. <laughs> it was really annoying. This guy as well. Let me tell you this. This is the most Irish thing you've ever heard in your life, right? This guy was having an awful time. He was getting sick constantly, getting sick into a little bag constantly. 80-odd-year-old man, right? He was having an awful time. He hadn't eaten in days and then they administered him to hospital and he'd lost a shitload of weight. And he um they didn't really necessarily know what was wrong with him. And then also they couldn't really give him anything to eat because he had to have surgery and his surgery kept getting pushed back. Eventually, when I was in this day with him, right, five days this guy hadn't eaten anything. He hadn't had food or water in five days. He'd just been on these kind of like drips, right? So he just So they came around and they were asking what people wanted for lunch. And I actually had ordered this like chicken soup. The chicken soup was like cream of chicken soup, which was just like this gelatinous thing, which I was actually getting a kick out of. It was a sort of food I used to have in like 1992, you know, cream of chicken soup. So, um, but you, I can only really eat it once. And um, they asked him what he wanted, and I'm like, yeah. So his surgery had been postponed. So this day he was actually allowed to eat. So they're like, what do you want? And he's like, do you know what? I had that soup before, it's just very thick. Is there any chance you could just get like a stock cube and crumble it into a, like a thing of water, and I'll just sip on that? And the lady was like, "Sorry, no, no, we can't, we can't do that. Sorry, look, this isn't like how you have it at home. I'm giving a bit of guff, like this isn't how you have it at home, right? It's kind of like not whatever you want. It's just a menu, right? And I'm sure they get guff all the time, so whatever, you know, it's probably tough enough for them. And he's like, "No, like just a stock cube." And she was like, "Didn't you know?" And then he called the nurse and was like, "Look, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really just looking for like a stock cube." in you know a, a thing of water and like everyone was she was like look sorry it is just soup you can have right and so I thought right fuck this right I'm gonna step in because I'd actually been down to the Londis downstairs and I saw that they had like some basic groceries and they had including that like cup of soups and they had like stock cubes so I popped my head in and I was like hey look what's the crack um I saw they have in they have stock cubes down in the Londis right I'll grab you one what do you want do you want chicken or beef and this man who had not eaten in five days said to me Landis. Have you seen the fucking prices in Landis? <laughs> he wouldn't take it. He wouldn't take it. He wouldn't... T- he, had, he hadn't eaten in five days. And he wouldn't accept a free stock cube... Because I was going to buy it in Landis. Because of the prices in Landis. He might die. <laughs> like he was going to die. He was, might die. If it isn't that isn't the tightest Irish thing ever. Chap would uh, literally... Hadn't eaten in a week. And he's all like, no, nah, nah, if, from- <laughs> nah, if it's from Londis. No, nah, it's from Londis. I was finding out all sorts about him. And then I had this lad. This man. Oh, my God. He must have been. Now, the best intentions in the world, right? Gift of the gab, this guy. But he the, he was a quantum punisher. Like he was on another level. He was on multiple planes at once and he had no experience. Time dilation did not affect this man's brain when it came to punishing and talking, right? He's a firefighter. And I was like he just asked me, right, where am I from? And I said, Group in Merino. And then he spent about twenty minutes trying to tell me uh his grand where's the road in Marino where his granddaughter bought a house. And I was like, Oh right, yeah, yeah, you know. And I was just kinda of like, ah, all right, yeah. You know, that was the height of my involvement in the conversation. All right. Yeah. And, um, and like I couldn't go anywhere because I was bedridden. So he would stand at the end of my bed and kind of lean over me, right? And just tell me and talk at me. And he was telling me, <laughs> like, he was telling me he was telling he's a firefighter. And so, like, it, to be fair, when it came to like punishing chat, it was on the more interesting side that I've had but it was still completely unwarranted <laughs> and i didn't like it. Um he was telling me that well how well how is this for um for some punishing uh kind of preamble, right? He says um would you like to hear the official or the unofficial story behind the stardust? <laughs> <laughs> uh like, ne- like neither but Obviously the unofficial, like obviously the unofficial. He told me some crazy stuff that I cannot possibly talk about on this podcast. Um, That sounds like maybe true that I can't talk about here. Um, He wasn't far off like fucking telling me that there was a fucking beach in, you know, in Thailand that was paradise that I could swim out to. Like he was telling me everything. He had been at everything. He had been at Chernobyl. He had been at ground zero. If I actually was in the mood to talk, it probably would have been some of the best punishing I've ever gotten in my life, but I just was not in the form. I was like, and I actually, you know, I felt bad. I said after a while, well actually this is this is how 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 he wasn't able to kind of gauge. He was literally standing at the end of my bed and I couldn't leave. Like it's not like it's not like I can make an exit. It's not like I can do that thing that you do in an office where you can just get up, go to the water cooler, and then you go your separate ways when someone comes over to your desk and starts wrecking your head, you know? There was nothing I could do. So I had to pretend like I was getting a phone call. So I picked up my phone. I was like, oh, hi, Terry. How are you getting on? And he actually was like, oh, sorry. And did the whole thing and sat over, went over to his bed and then sat kind of watching me. <laughs> and then I was like maintaining a fake conversation for like a minute. And I'm like, yeah, it's all good here. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, how is he? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I know I miss him too. Um. Okay. Look, great. Well, look, hopefully I'll see you later. Okay. Look, love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And then I hung up and then I started looking at my phone. And he was, over. Oh, he was, he, he had, he took that as like, well, this call's over. Walked straight over. Showed me his phone. Um, A phone that was far, far too cumbersome from, to, he went to his Google photos, started showing me photos of him at Ground Zero, at Chernobyl, big smiles, you know, big smiles in all these, I said, what, (laughs) Ground Zero, I said, what day is this, like, what day, and he goes, September 14th, (laughs) I was like, that's far, (laughs) that's like, what, three days after, that's insane, and it's like him and all these firemen kind of smiling, Um, you know, not to judge, I don't know how people, you know, whatever, you know, experience trauma, um, but he was showing me, showing me all this and I had to just be like look man how, look I'm gonna um, I'm gonna get back to this if that's alright and just look, look at my phone and he goes oh look no no bother no bother at all um, I'm sure you don't want to be talking to the doddery old fuck he says and I'm like gee ah man like I feel bad now don't be like that and he's like oh no so I you know he didn't talk to me then again after that he didn't talk to me I just you know <laughs> and I felt bad and then as well didn't make things you know that he, he was always just sitting. I couldn't seem to close my curtain all the way. There was one ringlet missing from my curtain to close it all the way around. And he would always sit right where that gap was just looking at me. So I had to like position things on a tray to kind of block my eyes from him. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, but look, everyone's nice. And the nurses were lovely. But Jesus Christ, is it fucking tough in there? Oh, my God. Is that a long job? Is that a long job? And then having people burning the air off you. There was a lad just came into the fucking, I could hear him just coming into the ward. And they're like, you can't come onto the ward here. And he's like, "He's like, I'm looking for someone. And then he's like, "Could you mind if I smoke here? And they're like, what, you fuck, like having to deal with that shit. People who don't want to be there. Like people who, people, like trying to save people who don't want to be there or don't want to be saved. Like it's such a fucking thankless job. It was, it, uh, they were absolutely incredible. And with me and with everyone else and the duty of care they gave with everyone and how they got to know everyone, people who have been there a lot longer, you know. But uh, I was uh, delighted that I could leave. And um, you have just I was so I was so bummed. I was so bummed out. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, I was I would start notes folders and be like, fucking this is shit, you know. You know, thank God I had fucking TikTok. To uh prevent me from writing a manifesto, you know? Um Although you wonder if Hitler had had TikTok, you know, would he actually could it have saved, you know, could would he have written Mein Kampf? Uh you know? Did he only write Mein Kampf because he was in there with a pen with nothing else to do, you know? Uh if he if or if he'd had a switch, you know, would he have just been like I guess I guess Mario's my thing rather than uh genocide. Uh, You can't say that. You should be saying that. But um, I tell you what. I think it was, it was, it was, I was in a dark, I'm not gonna lie, I was in a fucking dark place, I was wound up by everything, I was sad, I didn't like myself, I didn't want to do anything, I had the ability to shower, I still did shower, but it really took all my fucking energy to fucking muster up the courage to do that, I didn't want to change anything, I wanted to stay in bed, even though I could have walked up and walked up and down the halls, I just lay there, I was a sack of fucking shit, (laughs) and I was in such bad form, and I didn't like myself I didn't think I'd ever come out and do a podcast again, I thought that everything was over, I thought that my career was over, I just felt, I I still feel a bit fucking vulnerable, I still feel a little bit like I don't have my confidence back to talk normally to other people, I can't maintain eye contact (laughs) coming out, Uh, I just feel weird, I feel a bit shook by it, I'm not going to lie. Um. But like it's not the worst thing that's happened. It's a very random, fairly innocent thing for my fucking bollock to inflame. But just being away from everything. And also, I tell you the other thing. Looking at my phone for about forty hours didn't do me any help. I mean, it passed the time. But reaching the absolute dregs of TikTok and Instagram, I deleted a shitload of apps off that because I'm like, I don't I just couldn't there was nothing I kind of spent 40 hours. You have all these fantasies, right? You have all these fantasies that if, like, I kept saying if I broke my leg, I'd play this game, right? I think I played half an hour of of Mario, and that was it. I just didn't want, I didn't want to do anything. Like, I didn't read any comics, really, you know? I didn't read anything. I just spent the whole time on my phone. So I think I'm kind of done with the mindless browsing. And I'm also, something that scared me as well was when they were like, They were asking me, you know, well, you can send you home, but, you know, you're going to have to take it easy. And then I kind of thought about what my life is. And it's more or less fucking just sitting there on my fucking phone or sitting here at this desk. And I like sitting here at this desk because I get to record this podcast. But I have to be far more active. I was there with two tubes in my wrists, feeling like a fucking sack of bones, you know, and seeing how how fleeting it all is and seeing all those old lads in there. And they couldn't, between the, a lot of them, muster up someone to visit them. You know, it's just like, it all, it'll all, all go. And it'll happen quick. And this is my first time in a hospital. This is my first time in a hospital. It's not my last time by any means, you know. And uh, I don't want to spend my, my healthy life the same way I was spending it in the hospital, which was lying on my fucking arse looking on my phone. So I think I'm kind of not done with my phone, but I definitely want to dramatically change how I uh, use my phone and and the content that I take into my brain. And I certainly need to be a lot more grateful. I feel like uh, in other years of my life, I, have, uh, I can easily pull upon my little index of gratitude in my head and that's not necessarily been at the forefront of my mind even before I went to the hospital and I didn't I I wasn't able to call upon that while I was in the hospital you know what I mean um i was just angry <laughs> i was angry at everyone um you know um so i do need to do that and yeah as i said i don't need to be living my life outside a hospital like i was inside a hospital just lying there so i need to be fucking getting up and just moving my body and if I'm not gonna try and do something with what I have now, like this is quote unquote peak physical health, <laughs> you know? Uh, and that's not good enough for me anyway. Um I'm probably being a little bit too candid here, but anyway, look, I um I'm grateful to be out of the hospital. Um and I'm grateful that my nut these nuts are the best nuts, um, are getting my I'm thankful that my nut is getting smaller. Um so I am going to leave you with that. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for your very kind, supportive words. Thank you very much to the supporters of my podcast. And I'm sorry that I missed on Friday. This Friday is going to be a great episode. Don't you worry. A uh, couple of dates if you're at Other Side Festival in Slane, mate. Uh, next Sunday, I'll be performing there. About four or something there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, 21st to the 24th of July, I'm going to be at the Paddy Power Comedy Festival uh, four gigs across uh, across those so come check it out Tony Cantwell on Ticketmaster and also on September 17th in Vicker Street is a live Tony Cantwell shit show back to school special if you came to see the other Pony shows this is a different show if you'd like to come to that um, and if you bought tickets for Pony that's not what this is now um, but you'll still have a great time so do check that out uh, next week we're doing Old Wives Tales over here on the pod next Tuesday. Be sure to come back for that. And I want to thank the sponsor of this week's podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Take care. All the best. Look after your nuts. We need to be talking about this. Enough is enough. And all the best. Bye-bye.